Hey, you guys, welcome to the Young Minds Podcast, where we like to bring you the best. <laughs> wow, I was like, what are we bringing them? Kill it, kill it, kill it. What are we? No, keep going, keep going. No, it's great. No, no, keep going, it's, it's great. Not, it's I love not. it. Keep going. We're recording. <laughs> damn it. I had nothing to say. Man. He's like, damn it. Now they have to hear me say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck because you didn't oh, understand man. my spongebob reference so you threw me off man. i know all right whatever you want to explain your spongebob you reference? said a one a two and then i said a skiddly diddly do <laughs> and if anyone else knows what i'm talking about you'll understand my heart was broken and i'm pissed all right so anyway we like to bring you the most up-to-date nutrition advice that we could possibly find so we've actually been answering questions but before the question part of the don't fall before the question part of the podcast we spoke about what our ideal living situation would be our day-to-day and we really gave it some thought we gave a bunch of examples i went into depth justin went into depth on what makes our day-to-day worth living and we also talk about our new sponsor find out who that is surprise Um, also we had the questions part of the podcast where we talked about bloating we talked about cardio we talked about when the best time to do cardio and what type of cardio to do, um, how to alleviate the bloating that we were talking about, and epic cheat meals. What would be the best cheat meal? What mm. would be our ideal cheat meal? How would we cheat? We answer all that in there. And on top of that, when should I have my carbs? When should I have my fat? And does it matter? Um, I don't know. And you then tell a me. bunch of other questions in there as well, which are also informative. A lot of nutrition and a lot of training in that one. So you guys are going to learn a lot from this one. We went deep. We went into lots of detail so without further ado i want you guys to enjoy this podcast so i'm gonna shut the fuck up thank you i was waiting for that all right bye bye so you graduated from school but still have no idea what the fuck is going on good because that was the point now you're just another mindless pawn in the system but luckily you stumbled upon the young minds podcast where we tackle the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life all right, sexies, it's now time to dim the lights, sit back, relax, and open up that mind. And before we begin this journey, we kindly ask you to keep your hands and feet in the craft at all times. And while you're at it, leave us a beautiful review on iTunes or Facebook. Thank you. So, yeah. What's up, Keto Cup? Hey, what's up? Uh, dude, that shit is so overrated, man. It's what do you so mean? so overplayed. Your name? Yeah. Or like that actual brand? No, you, well, that brand sucks because I left it out in room temperature and those oh, so keto cups before. yeah so basically for people who don't know what the keto cups are justin put on his pot on his uh instagram a little video of <laughs> keto cups which are basically dark chocolate filled with coconut butter which two great things to Sounds have together amazing. right but they're not stable at room temperature because the fats melt so they're trying to have no sugar, nothing to give it structure. So, so how they they're just in Whole Foods though, just yeah, in the open. Yeah, and they don't keep their structure. So I don't know why they're out in a non-refrigerated. They should stay frozen. And they're cups, right? So they start off as a Reese's cup uh, f- shape, and then just end up as this blob, this cup, this puck of just like fats, and then it leaks into the bag a little bit. They're all individually wrapped. So they don't like <laughs> clump together. shitting on them. I had, I bought them yeah. and they're expensive and they're not good. Like they're just not fun. But anyway, I'm not a keto cup. <laughs> I know, but it just makes so much I sense. I just, I don't even It makes keto, sense bro. to call you keto. I keto no more. I know, you know but what that I had was this like, morning? 
you know probably I mean? pure uh old oh, yesterday morning specifically the lobster mac and cheese super yeah dude i had That's lobster mac and cheese for breakfast and <laughs> not okay. keto anymore <laughs> okay that could I, still be keto so but dude that was awesome so i've noticed one thing that i do want to bring to people's attention um bison is you could buy this anywhere you could buy bison anywhere um you could get it at a stop and shop i don't know if i'd really do that don't mm-hmm. do that go mm-hmm. to like a go to a grocery store so for if you're in long island best market um, otherwise, go to Whole Foods, go to Trader Joe's. You could get bison for relatively cheap. If you get it for $10 a pound or less, buy it. You know, sometimes really good quality ones are, uh, here you go. Really good quality ones are going to be like 11, 12 bucks a pound at least, maybe even 15 if it's really good. Yeah. Actually, but, the uh, other night, go for the $10 ones. The other night, fun. talking about Stop and Shop, uh, Caitlin and I, I was we were at her house and we wanted to make dinner. She had nothing at the time. So the only thing open was Stop and Shop. Mm-hmm. So we went and we b- bought this fucking steak from Stop and Shop, and it was so bad. You could just tell the color was bad. It was chewy. Was it cheap? I mean, it was a normal... Uh, like, was it Nature's Promise grass-fed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not even it? grass-fed. Oh. They don't have grass-fed. It was just like Nature's Promise regular oh, like steak. Organic. Like Stop and Shop. Not e- Bro, they don't even have, like, organic. Really? Yeah. I, I thought Nature's Promise was organic. No, I don't, it was just like a regular steak, and I'm, I'm buying it, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, this piece of meat i have right here like this is the cow that was just raised in a cage that is the exact size of the cow and Bro, that cow is the equivalent to the customer service rep who's 47 years old has four <laughs> kids and goes home and eats pop tarts that's the same fucking yeah. cow no, that we, you ate. I, I bought it and i was just like i have like there's nothing i just we wanted food like and we had i don't know we just bought it for some fucking reason i don't know yeah. why we didn't make something well i mean else. you're yeah you're hungry in the middle of the night but um bison anyway I have, I don't know what it is because I'm not doing anything different. Um, I have been taking our concoction of uh, special ingredients that we're uh, working on. We're working on a little proprietary blend. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it, it on its own is amazing, but my breakfast is also amazing. And that includes bison now. Yeah, tell us more. And the feeling that you get after eating bison early in the morning, I don't eat a lot. I might have like six ounces of it in the morning. Which for for a guy my size is pretty big, but I'll eat that over the course of like six hours throughout the morning, right? So that big thing that I post. Um, then I'll have that with eggs and spinach and avocado and mayo and all that good stuff. But uh, regardless, having that in my diet, I've noticed this weird, like, I guess it's the creatine. That's the naturally found creatine that's in steak. But my workouts have been ridiculous. I feel so much better when I work out. It could be the cholesterol too. And, Exactly. The I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, the bison is the only addition, the only change that I've made. Because I've been taking kind of the ingredients that we're putting in that, that blend. I've been taking that for a while. So nothing's really changed besides the fact that now I'm including bison in all my morning meals. And there's just something about having that meat. And I think it could be the high saturated fat, the cholesterol, and the good protein that all working together and just a naturally found creatine which is found in red meats and most meats but highest concentration in red meat uh, wild game has really high concentrations as well for fast explosive sprinting animals or really strong animals like cows and uh, bison so that translates into my workouts very well and then post-workout is when i have more like the delicate proteins and then i supplement with creatine to reuptake that creatine that i use during my workout but I don't have to take a creatine supplement anymore in the morning. So I used to take like four grams or three grams in the morning and then four or three grams at night post-workout. And then I would just fluctuate that way. Now I just eat bison and I feel better. I save money on creatine. I save just 
putting it into a shake and having to make something extra. I just add it to my meal and it's just changed everything. And it's a lean meat and you cook it with a little bit of butter and your typical beef seasonings, however you would normally season beef. It's just like a, it's tougher. It's when it's ground, it's like, do you ever notice it's like bouncier? Because well, it's leaner. It's, it's lean. Exactly. Leaner. So it's like when you bite it, it's almost like not rubbery in a bad way. It's like tougher like it has integrity almost like the meat that you're eating has character it's stronger yeah it's like stronger. Like, <laughs> the, the bison is stronger than the cow yeah i have to conquer this fucking <laughs> meat compared to like beef which is kind of like just disintegrates in your mouth you feel like you're eating just a stressed animal so on to new things we're doing i've been drinking neuros coffee uh every morning because i bought five pounds of it Dude, uh, dude, you know how much five pounds of coffee That's is? That's a lot of brain it's a good power, amount of co- my friend. But we have a nice little discount. Oh. Did you hear about that, Frank? I I, I did not hear about that, Justin. <laughs> oh. Let us know. Let me tell you, um, we, a Young Minds, a collective as a whole, Uh-oh. we now have our first official sponsor. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Us? They trust us with wow. a sponsorship? We are good, bro. Oh, man. Wow. Check us out, man. No, but seriously. Yeah. Um, neuro, now I automatically know everything that happened. It all just came to me. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Neuros, Neuros likes us, man. They, they follow us. They follow the podcast now. And that's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal, man. Like we didn't do much to, to get it. No, too, which is I mean, great. you had it, you drank it. So I would drink it all the time on the podcast. We would post about it. And I think we talked about it a couple of times yeah. at least, you know, and they heard about it. And it's just a product that I like. It's a product that you like. It's something yeah. that we drink on the regular that if someone, I know, Actually, I put a family member onto it. It was uh, I remember that. Christmas Eve. She was asking me a bunch of nutritional tips, right? Mm-hmm. And she mentioned coffee. She's like, I drink my coffee every day. I have Actually, she was like, I drink two cups of coffee every day. And I have to. She's like, I have to. You know? She's like, okay. that's. I mean, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, only black, right? So I was like, that's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. And then I was like, you know what you should do? That it's basically coffee and then with added, it, added like benefits to Neutropic. it. Nootropics. So it's just, it's coffee plus more benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, try out Neuroast. It's a company I drink all the time. So I had her actually order a bag and it came to her house and she absolutely loves it. Absolutely yeah. loves it. And she drinks it. She felt the difference, you know, and, and it's, it's organic. It's real coffee mm-hmm. with the benefits of nootropics. And what, yeah, exactly. And what's awesome is that, so it active ingredients, we've explained this before, but now it actually is relevant to the listeners. Yeah, the listeners can exactly. now use a coupon code. Um, it has lion's mane, which is basically a neuroregenerative fun. They call it a fungus because it's part of the, the mushroom. Uh, it's part of the mushroom class. Uh, it's a fungus or a mycelium. And basically what it does is help regenerate neurons. Look at you and your big words. I know. You guys fucking, I'm the smartest guy around. Um, yeah. So basically what it does is it helps regenerate your neurons and it increases memory and that activity in the brain. Um, also cordyceps. Cordyceps is a very big, it's new in the supplement industry because we're just finding out about the power of mushrooms and what they do. And cordyceps is another mushroom that basically helps us with oxygen utilization, helps us with aerobic exercise or even just cognition. General thing, uh, oxidative stress helps buffer that as well. Almost acts as an antioxidant in a way. Um, pairing those two together could probably increase what they probably do in the brain, most likely. I don't think they boost powers, but what they do is take away clout take away mental clout so that you increase your clarity and you feel better but it's not like it's caffeine where it's adding a jolt the caffeine that comes in there is about 70 milligrams it's not a lot in neuro's coffee so oh, one it's a regular serving, it's a regular coffee yeah it's very low though like it's not the caffeine that's doing it because you all right so this is what you're going to anticipate a feeling of like a blissful it's a blissful feeling it's like kind of like 
stress kind of alleviates. Caffeine mm-hmm. is a a stress resp- it provokes a stress response within our body, right? So it basically increases adrenaline and cortisol, which wakes us up, but it doesn't necessarily put you in a good mood. So we need other compounds to counter that. That's why coffee without any added caffeine is pretty good by itself kind of because the plant itself that it's extracted from has these other things that help calm you down when you take like a pre-workout and it's just caffeine isolated you're getting this adrenal response and then there's nothing else to counter it so with this coffee it decreases the oxidative stress and you have the caffeine together those two work together perfectly and it keeps you in a calm focused state and like it's the best combination of things and it has cinnamon in it on top of it, which tastes phenomenal well, i was gonna say for me i personally hate coffee i don't drink coffee i mm-hmm. i literally hate the taste of coffee i won't drink it though i used to when i used to drink coffee it'd have to be like 50 percent french vanilla mm-hmm. you know the 7-eleven like no, french vanilla. Exactly. yeah it had to be like 50 percent of that and 50 percent coffee like i could not taste the coffee yeah, I like hot it. chocolate basically yeah exactly yeah. but the neuros the cordyceps they taste amazing I, I bought cordyceps, mm-hmm. uh, cordyceps powder on its own for the concoction we're oh, doing. What were you doing that for? Oh, just for the concoction. Uh, our pr- proprietary <laughs> blend. <laughs> so on its own, the cordyceps taste so good. I, I mentioned that it kind of tasted like a hot cocoa, mm-hmm. like some kind of chocolatey. It's earthy, but like a little bit of that. Yeah. So the coffee yeah. mixed with the cordyceps, giving that, that chocolate earthy with the cinnamon. Delicious. It I love unreal. it. I don't put anything in it except for a little uh, MCT oil. Yeah, exactly. So to add with it, you could take MCT oil, which you can find anywhere now, um, and then or butter or both. And it's amazing. Um, Very little butter, by the way, like a teaspoon. You don't need it much. Yeah, just to give it that creamy texture. And then a little bit of stevia if you can't handle. Yeah, if you can't handle. You say stevia? Stevia, stevia. It depends on my mood that day, to be okay, honest, because I don't know. So <laughs> it's just S-T-E-V-I-A. I always say stevia. I don't know what that means. But uh, so, yeah, that's our first sponsor. And I'm super proud. I'm super happy. And I have no critique with them whatsoever. I get my shipments right away. And the coffee's always perfectly, you know, set up. It's not like I'm ever like, uh, oh, I don't know if I like it this time. Maybe it was a placebo. It's always no, good. It's always good. The, you know, so the, pr- the packaging is awesome. It's actually really cool. And I just feel like they're a great company and they're going to be, they're very up and coming too. They I, are. I and when them. I was talking to them, they said, um, they explained to me how they have a lot of stuff coming this year mm-hmm. and they're going to let us know and we're going to talk back and forth so we could be on the board with what they're doing and, you know, tell you guys what they're doing in case you want to ride that wave too. Hell yeah. And the code, we, almost, we didn't even say the code. Oh, okay. Go for it. On a, when you check out, use the code Young Minds, obviously. No space. For, uh, for 10% off your entire Shopping cart. <laughs> Your entire <laughs> sound like it's like no, a first honestly, commercial. Yeah, no, nah, seriously, give it a try. We're not going to sit here. And no, I wouldn't salty. promote. I wouldn't promote anything that yeah. I didn't drink. We're like drinking said, it anyway. We're drinking we, kombuchas right now, but uh, it's I have because it. it's midday and I don't yeah. like drinking my caffeine now. I drank it before. What did you drink before? Nero roast coffee. <laughs> oh, did you before? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I brought mine to drink after. Okay, well, I'm drinking it after because we're doing a double podcast today. We bow, are. Bow, it's bow, a big, bow, it's a big day. Yeah. Now we got two because we uh. I kind of dropped the ball on Sunday. wasn't feeling it at all. Yeah, what happened? I, like, oh, I, I was, was just rushing so around rush. like crazy. You were rushing in the morning. I was rushing at night, and then just like a rushed mind. Yeah, is not a good mind. So, not for the young yeah, minds. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But I want to talk about yesterday. Let's do Bro, it. Bro, yesterday I had. <laughs> I was stopping. Like, oh shit, I'm talking about myself. But here we go. Shocker. Yesterday, yeah, right. 
Come from the kid who just said, I'm the smartest kid alive. <laughs> I meant it. I sure did. <laughs> so, but yesterday, no. Yesterday was eye-opening and incredible for me. It was, I, did I mention on here that I started training you at Outlift? Now. Did I? I can't <laughs> remember. Did. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. That's fine. So anyway, yesterday I had, I woke up 530. I have two clients. I train at 6 a.m. Train them from 6 to 7. And now I knew I was going to be at Outlift for a while. So I brought my computer. I brought uh, my glass Tupperwares with food, like, like the good meals uh, and everything I just needed for the day. Cause I, and I anticipated to be there till like 1 or 2 p.m. And uh, so 6 a.m. I trained two people. It was an hour session done at 7. I get into the office because there's a, there's a personal training office, right? Mm-hmm. So I unpacked in there and I just set up my computer and I was just like doing some research, doing some work, uh, contacting some people I needed to. And then I went and hung out with Mike. Mike is the owner of Outlift, for those who don't know. He's been on the podcast before. Yep. Uh, I hung out with him, and we talked about uh, the things we're doing. You know, every time you hang out with Mike, it's a fun time, so it was just great. Then I went and sat in the sauna for a half hour. Then I got out. By this time, like 9, 9.30, Caitlin came, and her and I worked out together. It was beautiful. And then at 11, I had two more clients that came, and uh, and I trained them. And then, you know, after, after I trained them, we talked, it was fucking awesome. And then just, you know, you know, the vibes at Outlift, like it's just so fun. Like the whole time you're doing all this work, but it's It's just, I like to describe it as exciting and fun. And if anyone's seen Rob Dyrdek's fantasy factory, yes, it's like that. Exactly. It's exactly just like, like I have my own office, which we will have, um, you have your own office and you're doing all of your personal shit there, your business, everything. And you're alone. Which but is then good. you can step you right that. out and be with everyone. It's That's amazing. so cool. And there's shit. And then there's, and there's the so much things factor. to play. Yeah. So anyway, that was my day yesterday. And I left I, I left around maybe like 1231. That's and I was crazy. Like, you got all that shit done that early too. Dude, I was just like this. What a morning. Like I, I like this. I really like this. And I can't wait for this day, this structure of day mm-hmm. to be my, my, my everything. <laughs> yeah. My, my everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like I was just so happy. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, we're all like-minded. We're all doing the same thing. The environment is beautiful. Everyone in here is beautiful. It was it was a very fun time. Nah, dude, that's... And that's actually kind of rolls into what I wanted to talk about, which, I mean, you're kind of explaining half of it. Um, what an ideal... So I've been asked this before, and I remember struggling with answering it because... When I first answered it, it was your typical answer, and I tried to then extrapolate that over the rest of my life, and it wouldn't work. So someone asked me before, what would be your ideal day? And if you had to work a job or make an income somehow, and how would you structure your day around that, the relationships you spend with people, how do you how do you organize the entire thing? Like, what is the optimal life if someone said choose all of your aspects, right? Let me guess. Your your answer in the past was uh, chilling, doing nothing, sipping at the beach. No, that was right? just that's your tip. That's what I thought people work would out say. in at noon. So yeah, there was a lot of workout. And back to aspect. the beach. Yeah. So basically, it had a lot to do with <laughs> money just rolling in somehow. Yeah, just coming in. Right? Then, <laughs> but you need the reality of how does money actually come in, right? And I've had a lot. I've talked to a lot of people recently about um, how they make money passively because that's really that's like making money without doing anything at some point because you have to do something in the beginning to start that to make that happen so I speak to my parents about it I speak to family about it I speak to people close to me and they're always like oh you're always trying not to work you're always trying to not work I'm like you're missing the point 
Maybe I'm not explaining it right. You know, passive income is to make money without trading your time for that money, right? Now, how did you do that? How did you establish it? That's all unique to the individual. How do you want to approach that? And I've been taught before, I've been told or mentored before by many people where they go, this is how you do it. And then some of them, it's MLM, which multi-level marketing, where it's the, they call them pyramid schemes, but they're really not, but they kind of are because of the collective thought about them. You kind of get alienated. So I'm like, that's cool, but I don't want to be one of those people. I can't, I can't fall inside. I want to do something I love to do, but also have it passive in the sense that I don't trade my time in for money. So how do I do that? Um, so in this case, uh, we recently had Alan on, on the podcast and that was our last one with the entrepreneur and if I was talking about entrepreneurship and he opened my eyes to just what I could be doing. Cause right now I work a job where I trade my money. I trade time. my time yeah. for money and it's, that's not sustainable forever. I can't do what I love to do and do that at the same time and be clear headed and feel pride. So he, the insight that he's giving me, I'm not going to bore everyone to death, but there's there's a way to make passive income that way. And it takes a lot of hard work now, right? So if someone said, what's your ideal way to live? What's your ideal living situation? It would have to be, it would have to start in a different way and then end in that perfect living situation, right? Because my perfect living situation would be after I put in the hard work, I then yield the benefit. But you'll never yield the benefit if you don't know what the struggle is like. So when I'm asked that question, I really, you have to get like deep about it because what is life if you had no burden and no accomplishment, right? What if you didn't create anything out of your life and you have no legacy and there's nothing to give? Like, what's the point of living? I can't sit on a beach and drink mojitos all the time. I can't just go to the gym all day, work out, eat healthy and say, yeah, crush the day. It's great. That's not fun. That's not enjoyable. So I've given that answer before. I would wake up, go to the gym with all my friends. We would all work out. We'd have a killer workout or maybe an awesome breakfast before our workout. We'd and pre-game then after that, with pre-workout. Yeah, we, we would crush it. And then after that, we would go, you know, we'd hang out maybe on the beach or something and go out like tanny, stay out in the sun somehow. And then after that, we got our vitamin D. Let's go get more food. Let's go. Let's keep, let's just keep hammering through the day. Then maybe later at night, we'll all hang out. We'll do some sort of activity, you know, and then we'll be done for the, the night. Then I'll go home and hang out with my girl and then we'll go to bed. Yeah. Like, that's not what I want to do. That's actually not it at all. I want my day to have Imagine doing that, that day important. after day after day. It would be so boring. I think but they make movies about that. Or I've read a book about that. What's that? Where this person thinks like they got everything they wanted and they go day after day after day with mm -hmm. like this beautiful beautiful life everything they've ever dreamed of mm -hmm. it's a book actually i read i can't remember the name it was well, it's a, usually when people walk it was into a the sunset book. at the end of the, of course it fucking was french book shut up uh, <laughs> people walk into the sunset always at the end of a movie like ah, oh, they've achieved no, no, it no, but hold on so it's so there. he's going through the storyline of this book i remember it now but not the title uh his days are amazing day after day after day he doesn't have to do anything and then he finds out that he's actually in hell he's died and he's in hell and he gets so fucking overwhelmed with these joyful days of non-stop like he doesn't have to do anything he has no purpose he has no reason yep. and that's he's in hell exactly and he he, he freaks the fuck out and he can't do anything exactly you know? he just and has to go through these days of just pure just bliss no and accomplishment at, you know day after day years and years and years like it's 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 uh it's Monotony. never ending it's um perpetual forever no what's oh never my god ending? i don't know can't help you there, dude. All right. But uh, anyway, I'm on my own. but all right. So as, so I have to give the premise for this whole situation, right? So like 
when you immediately hear that question, like, what is your ideal living situation? What's your ideal life? Usually it doesn't involve work because we have such a resentment towards our job. Like (laughs) usually you cut out like 80% of your life and go, it has none of that. Yeah. It has none of what I'm doing now for the most part. And that's true. It does have none of what I'm doing now. Right. My ideal life would be though something that is contributing to an income because that's how society's built. We have all of our other things taken care of. I don't have to hunt for my food anymore. I don't have to farm. I don't have to do any of those things. So like I could just go to a store and get the food. So all my basic necessities are taken care of. So how do I accomplish the human aspect here? Like there's still that desire, the need for stress, a stressor in my life in order to achieve that and then feel good about it. Otherwise my life is null. It's boring. It's, it's flat. Right. So I was given a lot of thought and to build that passive income, you have to build networks. You have to build networks of people. You have to build networks of of uh, resources and kind of understand how the world works around you. So with this podcast, it opened up my eyes. And if someone had to ask me what my ideal living situation would be, it would be to be doing this podcasting every single time I can, whenever we could get it uh, coordinated maybe three times a week, five times a week, however much it is, with people who bring that type of value to my life, like Alon did, or like Mike does to your life. And to mine, Mike does it as well, but I'm not around him all the time, but he's an awesome guy. You want that energy here. You know, even like Steve and the other Mike, uh, Mike Stella, Tori, all the people that come here that have something that you don't have as an individual, and you get a little piece of that, and then you get to work on that aspect of your life the following day or the following week and kind of build that upon your life. I want to live a life like that where every day I'm around people who are super, super into what they do. So like you got the Alans, you got the, the mics and they're so into their entrepreneurship and so into business and they love that. I love the idea of that to a certain extent, but I also have my own philosophies, so I can't conform to them exactly, but I do want to take 10% or 20% of what they know and what they're good at and apply it to my life and then take 10% or 20% of what someone else is really good at in another aspect, maybe the fun and the charisma of someone else and take that and store that. And then the discipline in someone else that they might have that I don't have and take a little bit of that and put it and apply it to my life and then watch myself evolve over time. That is the most exciting life I could possibly think of, but it requires work. It requires sitting down and coordinating this type of meeting, which is not that much fun until we're having the conversation. But there's so much that goes on behind the scenes here, right? And it is not the most fun, but we know that it's going to apply to that thing that I want. And there's a little bit of a hump that I have to get over, but everybody tries to describe the best life as something that is pure bliss, pure fun, pure enjoyment. And it just doesn't last. Because at some point you're human and you have that need for stress. Like you need a stress. You also, you want challenge. I mean, a a normal person, a normal person would want challenge. They'd want to wake up and like I said, a normal person. Do you think a normal person would? I mean, yeah, I feel like you wake up and you want something to accomplish, right? You want something to say, hey, look, I I got this done. I don't think people are aware. I don't think people are aware that that's what they need. They just need one that's tailored to their strengths. Right. So like someone who's working a nine to five that they just wake up and like, fuck, I don't want to be here. They're no, not like, for, I want to be that person. It might be something small where they something really small where they're just like, I got this done today. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about the person who do, doesn't take care of himself, herself, health and fitness wise, doesn't 
has just has a nine to five, like super basic, boring life and doesn't even think twice about it. You know, they don't know, like you were saying before, mm -hmm. but they definitely, I feel like it's human nature that you find something you did in the day and you're just like, you point at that and you're like, yep, I did. I did that. I got that. Of off. course. No, you know? it's definitely good. But do you think that they would seek that? in order to no, better not their everyone life. seeks that. like if not they're everyone planning seeks it. so if somebody had in this relative to the question i asked like if they were able to put the pieces together of the life that they wish they could live and then they had to commit to that do you think people would include struggle that's kind of the the philosophy that's the question and it's hard it's hard to put your own struggle into your own equation when you have full agency over what you're going to do right like every mm -hmm. day is going to be in my control so i'm going to add this mountain in the middle of nowhere it's going to be hard as fuck it's going to be emotionally taxing physically taxing it's going to push me through a couple of really really uncomfortable uh hallways and i'm going to feel really weird you probably wouldn't a person probably wouldn't put in those struggles but they would realize at a point that they have to go back and do it exactly and that's the thing that i've learned before doing this podcast before just surrounding myself with people who are really knowledgeable or uh, inspirational in some way I always thought like the path of least resistance is the answer do that like it just seems natural because that's what the the norm would be if we were in our typical environment as a human being like you don't want the struggles but we're set up to accomplish things and to go through hardship and to feel better about it after we accomplish it so trying to create my ideal life would just be to be around people like this where I still have to work hard and change myself and evolve as a better person and then taking that and applying it to something that makes money right so there's that other piece and that would then be like what we're about to do mm. which would then be passive income later after we hire people to do all the things and the marketing and all those all the aspects of what a business needs and then owning real estate and allowing the real estate to then make me money and then this way I don't have to really stress about business and marketing and relationships and I can now sit and kind of let that thing ride and then I could teach people from there that would be the ideal life but there's struggle all over that there's struggle painted all over that entire scenario but it requires work and I know that work is hard to do in the beginning but when you're done working and it's paid off in that moment that day it's the best feeling in the world. There's nothing better than being like, I fucking accomplished all of that. I didn't want to do it and I did it and now I'm happy as hell. You can't get that from being alleviated of stresses. You need the struggle. You need those speed bumps. You need the mountains in front of you. So when thinking about it, like what would be the ideal day, it needs struggle. It needs that like, there, you need to be nervous going into each day. And I feel like people leave that out. And I think that's why people are not entrepreneurial for the most part, a lot of people like to subscribe to a nine to five and kind of just say, okay, what do I do? Tell me what to do because I don't want to have to think about this. I want a path of least resistance. Meanwhile, they're creating the most resistance by subscribing to a lifestyle like that because they're going against what they want to do. So that yeah, was a question I, I was asked. More. I was asked that question and I was like, damn, because it put me through like a very hard discussion when I first answered it. And they're like, yeah, but what would you do? like you could just do that all the time and like i really thought about it i was like i can't just hang out with my friends go work out <clears throat> go out in the sun every day that'd be so boring at some point it, the first week it'd be like we're on vacation holy shit and then a week after you'd be like uh what else is there to do nothing okay i have no skills i have nothing established i don't want to work i got to choose my ideal life and this is it money doesn't exist this is what i want to do you know and that would be boring as fuck yeah, I think for me, <clears throat> as life goes on and I have these goals and they get accomplished, 
it's not like you're done and that's i always add more goals right you mm -hmm. always add more and you're always like okay now this is what i want to do now and this is what i want to do now and sometimes i feel like i'm all over the place mm -hmm. but i'm not it's just you you've done one thing and now you have it and now you reach out for something else and you bring it in too. You know, like you were saying before, kind of with meeting all these people and talking and conversation, you take a little bit of this. Like, you didn't know you were going to do the things you do after talking to Alon. Yeah. But now you have that. And now you're like, oh, let me dig into this a little bit. So I think as as I move on personally through life, it's, it's definitely just seeing, getting a nice view of everything and saying, okay, I really like that. I, I want a little piece of that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, I would enjoy my day-to-day -day life to have that involved in it. Mm -hmm. you know yeah no, of course so i just figured that was a little fun discussion it to was have, you know but uh anyway i know you have some questions i know that got weird yeah your mic one got side of my there. microphone works and the other side doesn't okay yeah well, i got a got some um, questions i got a list of questions relating to fitness and health and i think well -being. i think most of them are fitness and health well let's get hit with them okay i'm ready to answer some shit okay let's start there's a lot actually so yeah so, question number one. What is your take on bloating and fermented foods and fiber intake? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Slower. So, what is our take on fermented foods? Bloating and fermented foods and fiber intake. Okay. So, I have to break down all three of those because it's really not... They're not related. Okay. So... Bloating. Bloating. What bloating is, is such an it's open gastrointestinal question. inflammation is what bloating is. It's just your stomach lining, your your small intestine, large intestine, which can be caused stomach. by so many different variables. But most of it's diet, right? And yeah. I mean, if not all, but exercise yes. and sleep and mood, those are all different things too. Um, as for bloating, I mean, it's super general. All depends on your your diet, and your diet really needs to be consisting of whole foods, real whole foods, and then at that point. When you could sift out all of the processed shit and know that you're not getting any processed sugars or any high, high sodium content foods, then you could start to say, okay, well, which one of these whole foods, which raw material should I omit? And basically what you would do when you you find yourself bloated and gassy all the time, not to take a probiotic because that's not going to do shit. You're just masking the problem, just, if anything. And, and uh, you might, you, nine times out of ten, probably not going to help you. Or it'll only help you if you take the probiotic with the food that you've been eating and you continue that combination and then now it works but it doesn't work when you stop taking the probiotic because now once you stop taking the probiotic you don't have those cultures in you anymore um so as for bloating i'd say do the elimination diet like we've talked about on on this podcast before uh just take a couple of your staple foods and eat those throughout the entire day in different combinations of of the so maybe three so let's say is avocado bacon and uh, fucking avocado, bacon, and steak, right? You got these three things. Now it's all you're eating throughout the day in some sort of variation. Do you still get the bloating after day one? If you still get the bloating after day one, try it on day two with just two of those raw materials. So now avocado and steak, no bacon. See if you get the bloating. And if you get the bloating again, get rid of the avocado and just have steak that day. See if you still have the bloating. If you don't have the bloating, bring the bacon in the next day. Bacon and 
pr- uh, steak. It'd be a fucking weird combination. I give this more thought, but uh, <laughs> bacon, I mean, you can. People are on the carnivore diet, so it's fine. Um, and if it's just bacon and steak, and you're fine after that, and there's no bloating, no avocados. If those were three foods that you ate normally throughout your day, I'm looking at like what I eat, right? Those would be three foods that I would find pretty commonly. Get rid of those. Uh, get rid of the avocado, and then now start adding more foods on over time and see if you have that inflammation and bloating in your stomach. And if you don't, avocados were the problem. And then you could just move on from there and then take about three weeks off of avocados and then see if you still have bloating. Yeah. I got to say, I really don't know much about bloating just because my diet is so wholesome mm-hmm. and organic. I don't really get bloated. Well, I some mean, people some people from bad Previ- previous pasts and gut biomes that they have in their stomach. Like yeah. just the no, I'm just saying me. I don't know much not... about bloating because yeah. I just don't have it. So when it's you have it. lentil pasta, you don't get any gas or bloating? I fart every day, bro. I, I know, but like, <laughs> I dude, the, it's it not like I have. Up. You think so? Uh, I know so. My dad last night and me both reacted to the same lentil dish that we had. And we were fired up, dude. Fired <laughs> up. It was to the point where like I was getting gas pains and I was just shooting all night. And what I don't that, usually have lentils. Is that bloating or just gas? They're both they're two in the same to an extent. Depending. Depending if it's just gas, it's gonna be pressure, which feels like bloating. And mm-hmm. then if it's bloating, it's gonna be pressure not formed by gas, but formed by inflammation. Sure. So okay. the both are gonna be this like rock yeah. in your stomach. So now fermented foods, um, Basically, like fermented fermented foods, like kimchi yeah. or um, sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Kombucha is kombucha. not a food, it's a drink. But it's yeah, so all these there. things, people are huge into fermented foods now because of the probiotics. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that you should not be drinking kombucha every day. You should not be pounding down sauerkraut or kimchi every single day. Because people are doing that now because it's like, oh, probiotics, they're what you need. This is the answer. And just start chugging kombucha every day. And it's yeah. like, no, you're, you're, you're killing it now. You're overdoing yeah. it and you're completely killing your gut. Yeah. And it's not even it's not even necessarily that the kombucha is bad. It is pointless is really what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. So fermented foods, your, your goal is to try to introduce new strains of bacteria to the gut so that they populate the gut, which these strains are good. Strains. So what's in kombucha, what's in kimchi, what's in uh, uh, sauerkraut. sauerkraut, those things, uh, the the organisms that are, that live within there, if they can populate your, your gut and it helps you, then that is a good uh, source of probiotics for you. And then from there, you have to keep up with that over time and help your gut create that environment so that it can continue to be healthy and not bloat that would be ideal scenario but it's not necessarily a scenario for everyone so not everyone should just take a probiotic you know not everyone should have kimchi and have these highly fibrous you know new probiotic dishes that they have coming out like they have so many little things in like a plastic bag that's in a refrigerator they have all different names now there's all there's so many greek yogurts even another one which is a probiotic if those are helping you then don't change anything and if they're not even helping, if you're not having these bloatings, any of these episodes, then don't do any of this. Don't take probiotics. Don't do not do anything that we're saying right now. But if you're having bloating, you might want to try out that elimination diet. And if you're not that structured and you, you really don't want to go that hardcore, well, try a probiotic supplement. See if it works. And if it does work, then you're going to have to continue taking that forever because it's not just going to wipe it out, you know? So... When it comes to fermented fibers and things like that, I mean, if you're healthy and you just kind of want to add spice to your dish because they do add a cool flavor in some way, go for it. 
But if it upsets you, don't. I really don't see the point, and I don't think there's much evidence that suggests that it's highly necessary. Yep, and then fiber intake, I think... Before we got on the podcast, we were making fun of the people who just, like, scoop powdered fiber. And they're like, fiber, I got my fiber intake today. Fiber gummies Like, all right, dumbass. Yeah, like, you have no idea. Fiber what... gummies, yeah. Yeah. Shut so, oh a lot God. of people... You want to take it? Or... No, you're right. good. So, a lot of people... The have... camera just shut off. What happened? It didn't. No, that was the first... Nah, don't worry about it. It was okay. the first Okay, I got one. you, I got you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> always, fi- camera's always yeah, right? fucking it's up. It's my fault. <laughs> um, so, with fiber, fiber, for the most part... Where do we find it naturally, right? We find it in vegetables. We find it in fruit. We find it in all natural things, foods, raw materials that you would want to put in your body because they also come along with good sources of energy, whether it be good fats, fatty acids, um, or it could be a complex carbohydrate like from a sweet potato where it's slow digested sugar. The glucose enters the bloodstream very slowly and measured and it comes with vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and all these different things these compounds that help fight oxidative stress they help fight cancers they help alleviate inflammation there's so many different things that come with these other chemical uh, these other compounds that come with the vegetable which happens to always have fiber right so i feel like there is this false association with fiber directly where people are like, I'm going to isolate fiber and I'm going to take fiber and I'm going to add fiber points to my body. And then I'm going to have fruit juice, which is concentrated juice, which is fruit, right? Fruit is healthy. Cool. Let's do that. And it's like, well, they do we're that everything concentrate that we concentrate everything and just yeah. put it in pill form. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not getting it through your diet. Well, take it in a pill form. No schmuck. Because what happens with the fiber that's in the, like in a sweet potato, that fiber has multi roles. What it does, first role, is it prevents the sugar that's within the sweet potato from just coming in and infiltrating your system immediately. Sugar, 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 like a candy. No, it's inside this fibery matrix, like a jail cell, and your body has to break it open and digest the fiber. We can't digest some fibers. It's called insoluble fiber. That fiber then gets broken down by the gut bacteria that we're talking about. The gut bacteria gets fed from that fiber that we cherish so much it's not like it's pushing the shit through your system like oh i gotta take a shit i should eat more fiber like that's not what it is but what's happening is you're increasing your gut health and the gut bacteria in your stomach are eating that fiber you're not eating the fiber you're you're swallowing the fiber but you're not digesting it the bacteria are breaking that shit down and they're becoming more healthy and then you're getting the vitamins and minerals and everything else and that's probably why you feel better it's not necessarily because of the fiber Right. So taking a fiber supplement is not going to get you anywhere. It's having this whole food which has fiber. So you're indirectly increasing your fiber intake by eating whole food, vegetables and fruits. So in order to achieve your fiber goals, you're also going to achieve your vitamin and mineral and phytonutrient goals. And they all work in unison because that's how we did it in the past. We never had in the past by what I mean is like caveman times 10,000 years ago. 3,000 years ago, 500 years ago, before we had food just flying off the shelves, we had whole foods, no packaging, no processing, and no, it no came as a self-contained thing, you know? So every food that we ate had the fiber. You didn't have to take a supplement. It had the ratio of vitamins and minerals that we needed. You ever see You ever see the um And that's why you're healthy when you have fiber. Pre-peeled oranges and bananas that come in plastic oh, containers? Oh, God, yes. Bro... Like, cause you you just said they come. It was like prepackaged. Gold. An orange is prepackaged in its own skin. Perfect. 
and you just peel the skin off and your orange is there. And this company, I don't know if you guys saw it, but this company years ago made this cool product that they were marketing as pre-peeled and it's an orange peeled inside of plastic. And everyone shit on it so hard. They're like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you're just going to waste plastic like that and then also like do that to an orange where it comes pre-packaged and the same thing with the banana peel the banana and put it in a plastic container like pre-peeled banana and yeah. everyone everyone shit on it and really? the company failed yeah the company oh, failed so, hardcore all right so at least we didn't get completely fooled no but like they okay. actually started this and well no of course but i think the premise behind that is probably like people love ease Oh, of people course. love of course. ease of access. Let's get rid of the skin. Then you just fucking open fruit. it and eat it. I'm like, come on. And if that, I mean, the fact that it failed is really no need for discussion. Yeah. But like, if that, if that was know, a thing, that one, I'd be like, ah. Oh. So this question's cool. I don't know if you could answer it because I don't know if you do this much, but uh, who do each of you follow on YouTube and who's someone that you would say inspires you in the fitness world? I don't think you watch much YouTube, do you? I don't watch YouTube specifically, but I have. I think she's just going general, like, fitness people. In, like, I, go you ahead. go with go yours. Ahead. Okay, so me, I watch a lot of YouTube. That's because mm-hmm. I make videos, and I used to make, when I was younger, like, the stupid YouTube videos where you try and act out, as, as outrageous as you can. Um, so The jackass era? The jackass era, yeah. That was me. I made nice. a lot of those videos. So I on, tried, but I was a complete pussy. Bro. I was like, I, uh, no, nah, I'm not doing I take that. It back, and I'm I was not like, doing wait, it. I'm not, yeah, I was like, this is stupid. I'll watch it. Yeah. So, my favorite right now, nothing to do with health and fitness. It's David Dobrik. You ever watched a video? Do you, you don't even know who that is? I, I heard the name before, but nah. Okay. So, basically, he's just a 22 year old kid with all his friends in LA. They make multi millions a year. They're celebrities, right? And they just make YouTube videos. But, the thing I enjoy so much is that it's such genuine content. They don't, it's not a, how do I explain it? You got to watch it. I got to show you a couple clips. It's not staged. It's not staged, but they are actors. So sometimes they'll stage something, but you know when it's staged, they like promote it as this is staged, Got it. but they're just so funny and it's such a good time and it's so genuine. Like I said before, genuine. That's the main thing with, with David Dobrik's vlogs. It's just real humor. It's real. Like some of them are comedian uh, script writers. Uh, you know, uh, what's an actor that's not like the best? B-list, C-list actor, B-list, whatever. Yeah. They're no, like it's... in small little clips. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny, and I love he he puts out three videos a week, and they're all, they're all four minutes and twenty seconds long. Four twenty. Ah, but it. he doesn't even smoke. He doesn't smoke or do any drugs. He just he just likes that. It's like a joke. All yeah. my every single one of his videos are four minutes and twenty seconds long. So that's I love watching those. When I eat lunch and it's like he just posted a new video, it's a great time. I'll have to show you some. You'll you'll oh, enjoy. Of it. Caitlin then fucking so loves it too. So what's the fitness aspect? The fitness, bro. I've been so I've always watched uh, the like Alphalete team on YouTube. Wait, so this so, kid David has nothing to do with zero fitness. Oh, okay. Just like just... true, genuine, funny oh, okay. comedy. Okay. So that okay, she she said inspires you for fitness. Yeah, of course. But I'm just the YouTube. Oh, okay. Like when I, I think of YouTube, that's my number one. Got it. Okay. Okay. Because so, I have things. So that in YouTube, um, I've always watched and been inspired by Christian Guzman or Max Tuning. Right? They make really good fitness videos. But lately, I fucking I'm starting to hate them. I'm starting to not hate them as people because I don't know them. I'll pro- I would probably really like them in person, but their videos I can't stand them anymore because they have such control in the fitness industry because of the sheer f- amount of followers they have on YouTube. And they just promote like eating. I can't believe it's not butter and just processed foods and so much trash 
but they don't know. And they're like, yeah, just count your macros and it's good. And in my head, I'm like, and these are the creators of Gymshark? Alphalete. 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 Okay. Alphalete. Yeah, and in my head, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you are showing this videos. All your videos get mm. oh, hundreds of thousands of views. People, you have 2 million followers on Instagram and like you're a fitness person and you promote eating all this stuff. It's like, ooh, you know, in my head, and at it least sucks. Not to everyone. It's important. No, but, but you to can me, audit. you're a lot. You can audit. Like you're smart enough to, to look at what he's doing and be like, mm, nah. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm just like kind of upset that this is what they're producing for people yeah. and their, their name, Max Tuning, Christian Guzman, their name is at the top of the YouTube fitness industry. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, guys. Yeah, that's but that's the struggle that we face. So that's why a podcast like ours is not so sexy, but more like real talk. Like this is reality. We're using science to but back the, up what the, we're talking the about. Suck, the of, thing that sucks is that the majority of the world wants to see sexy. Exactly. But that's where the majority of the world fails anyway. And that's why a majority of the world is, oh, well, the U.S. is No, definitely obese. majority. They're 70%. And 70%. Depressed. So, uh, yeah, the, the numbers do make sense. So I feel like that type of information is just extremely toxic. And that's why I don't promote that type of shit. I don't like watching YouTube for those things, like for the uh, for fitness specifically. That's why I like do research so that I get evidence so that I can apply it to myself. Because a lot of the times they glorify on YouTube. I mean, 99% of the time you're glorifying whatever you're doing in order to make it sexy and clickbaity. So most, most of the information given is something like how can people buy this like how can they buy into this and subscribe to it literally subscribe to it and it's got to be something that they could feel is easily attainable and i have to represent what they want the ultimate goal and it's very easy through diet because you can't see the metabolic issues within them all you see is the outside the muscles the veins the cuts and the personality right yeah i wouldn't even say that deep i would just say that they don't know Regardless, like though, they they're acting as fitness experts because they have a macronutrient. Uh, they they understand macronutrients. They have well, that one understanding. I, I, there's Micronut- a lot more to that, too. But like but they understand there- the whole industry. They sell. They make products. They change people's lives. They make weight. They help people lose weight. Like they're really reaching the masses. But I just look at it and I fine tune it like to the T and I'm just like, mm, no, gotcha. you know. It's not that they're bad and like putting out all this bad content. They're mm-hmm. good and they give really good advice and they they really do change more lives than you and I have ever changed. Yeah, you know. But now it's just I'm fine tuning it when I watch it because mm-hmm. now I know all this stuff. Because years ago I didn't, so I'd watch it and be like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, so you look I, up I wanna, to their impact. You don't look up to their specific. Now ways. I do. Yeah. Now Got I it. definitely okay. do. So that makes. I'm sense. just like this guy's a fucking genius in his business and everything. Yeah. You know. Nah, but I get that. It's a. Uh... But also for YouTube. I like, I don't learn, I don't, not I don't learn, but most of the time when I'm on YouTube, it's for entertainment. So -hmm. those guys, and then also David Dobrik, they make really good videos, right? Mm -hmm. So the only time I watch YouTube is when I sit down and I eat. So it literally takes me like five, seven, 10 minutes to eat. Mm -hmm. So I'll just watch a video for that time and then shut it off. Like I'm not sitting on YouTube and just watching TV. I don't really do that, you know? So that's the only time I watch YouTube. But then the other part of the question, because you don't watch really at all, right? We'll just skip you for no, YouTube. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch. I yeah. mean, I'll just kind of skip around and I'll watch like fail videos or things like that if I'm really bored or if I'm with Jen and we're sitting in my room. Yeah. It's early and we're like, all right, you know, fuck it, let's just watch something. Otherwise, I don't watch YouTube. So then the other part of the question is, who inspires you in the fitness world? So you take the stage. Okay. For that. So that I mean, in the fitness world, if we want to go specifically to, uh, I'd say more of a brand. So let's say obviously with me, on it, 
right? That has been the philosophical inspiration. Not like they're, I mean, I went there for, for the certifications. I did get in-person training and uh, certifications through them. So there was a hands-on aspect, but before that, it was more the philosophy behind health and movement and optimizing the human body, the meat vehicle that we drive around in all day. I wanted to make that the best I can. So the guys that are on it are not the biggest guys. They're not bulging biceps and giant chest and look like steroid using dude. Like the typical what you think is uh, the leader of the fitness industry. But they are the leaders of the quote-unquote and real meaning of fitness industry. Like where if you're going to go play explosive sports you need to learn the proprioception and the mechanics and what muscles are activated. And like, you need to go deep into it. They know how to do that, but it's not sexy. It's not like, Oh, look at them and their stringer and look at the, you know, the divots and the cuts in their arms and Holy shit. So sexy. They don't have that. So for me, it inspires me because they're so humble and they do so much and they're so right because it's, it's what is objectively good for the human being not what's cool, what's clickbaity, you know, their supplements, none of them have caffeine or any stims in it. It's all about like the supplement, like it's actually supplementing your workout. So they take supplements that actually have proven effect, not like hopefully people buy this and perceive it as a way that they could then get bigger and stronger and faster. It's not like that. It's like we have creatine. It's from grass fed cows in New Zealand and this is the creatine supplement that will translate into power right so take this beta alanine another pre-workout compound that has this way of buffering lactic acid we know this works take this not like a pre-workout combination of different things that's just like ah fuck it we want to make profits so that inspired me to be authentic and as you become more authentic and as you've recently become aware of with your nutrition and now you're doing priming and things like that with your workouts and you're really starting to understand that like there's more to this thing than just being this fucking meat sack of just like beautiful sculpt sculpted core and back and chest like that's that comes with it too that comes with being authentic so them being authentic and showing their knowledge through action and through science is what inspired me so Seeing that is something that inspires me. It's not very in your face, but if you go into it and you read deeply, it's a great brand. And that's so though, if you want to narrow it to a single person, let's say Aubrey Marcus, who is the CEO of that, because he's very cerebral in the way that he thinks about Mm -hmm. fitness and the way he goes about it. But uh, that's my inspiration. Beautiful. Next question. I know you stated you don't do cardio, but most of us do. Most of us. Do you think it's better pre or post workout when doing them back to back? Does it really matter or is it more of a preface in a fat loss stage? It is Blech. useless. Yeah, it really is. Period. Um, in combination. So, what's your goal? so, so let's just say she asked specifically that one thing, which I'll yes or no her. Um, does it matter before or after when done back to back? Right. So if you had two hours to dedicate to exercise, how do I split that up? Cardio and resistance. Right. I would do pre-workout cardio for 10 minutes. Well, n- well, hold Maybe. on. It matters. It matters on what your goal is. The first thing you do when you're at the gym is going to be what you have the most energy for. So if your goal. Yeah, I've heard this. It is. But 10 minutes of going 10 minutes on, the cardio, is- on a cardio equipment is like that's a warm up to then become well, 10 the minutes best. of what though? 10 minutes of full speed sprinting. No, that's not cardio. 
I mean, that what is mean? cardio. That that'd be like hit. That'd be like your explosive. Yeah. That's not so. All right. Let's define. Let's get okay. real granular. So if your goal is just muscle mass and bodybuilding, and you want a better physique, I would not do your hour session of cardio first and then work out after. I'd work out and then do your hour session of cardio or 45 minutes, whatever it is. But if you're saying just start your workout with 10 minutes of like a light uphill walk, of course, that's not going to deplete any energy. You're just going to get your heart rate up to maybe 90, you know? Yeah, but to your average person, that that's going to be considered cardio. That'll be like, oh, that's my cardio because I got on cardio equipment. A lot of people don't understand the actual mechanism, what dictates cardio, what dictates resistance. So for me, just for general, for the masses, for people listening, I'd say if you're going to get on cardio equipment pre or post workout, I would get on for your optimal fat burn, energy sustainability, warm up, cool down, whatever you want to call our approach here, get on the cardio equipment immediately get the blood moving. And, uh, at that point, 10 minutes goes by, you're now primed, you're ready to go and then go do your priming. Like dude, I use the word twice, but you're, you're ready to go. You have blood flow. Everything is kind of going. And then after that, you go and warm up your body for then your resistance training, which is the focus. That okay. is the thing that will help. Okay, But she's, she's definitely asking, cause I know who this is. And it's like 45 minutes of cardio a day. So I would, I would not do that before. Yeah, I just, well, let's just put would, it this way. I would never do 45 minutes of cardio no, a day. So ever. if she's adamant about it, then she's going to compromise her results. Yeah, I would never do that much cardio. So, yeah. Actually, completely pointless for fat loss. Cardio is absolutely pointless for, for fat loss. You don't need it because what cardio does is it's like a tool. It's like an eraser. You're kind of just like getting rid of excess calories that you put in for that day. If you fuck up, right? So it's like, oh man, I, I, I colored outside the lines a little bit. Let me but just you're erase. only erasing while you're running. Once you stop yeah. and the rest of the day, the eraser goes in the back. Exactly. So if you chronically, if you do chronic cardio, your body's going to adapt to that. And your body wants to be mostly efficient. It wants to be as efficient as possible. So what's it going to do? It's going to prevent the signaling of muscle growth because that's more weight. Muscle is the most dense thing that you're going to put on your body. Your body's not going to say, oh, uh, we have to trek for 40, 40 minutes and I got to keep up with that. I'm going to add more weight. It doesn't want to do that. It wants to carry less weight. So when you put all this stress on it from running and then resistance, it's in a confused state. So now you're sending all these different marker. Uh, you're sending all these different signals to the, the muscle and the muscles saying, all right, should I get bigger or should I get smaller? So we're doing both of these things yeah, here. It's a huge stressor to the body. And then plus on top of that, if you do cardio every day, 45 minutes, you're going to get so accustomed to that. Now, if you want the benefits you got before, now every week you're going to have to do 50 minutes. Yeah. Then after a couple of weeks of that, then you're going to have to do an hour. Then, I mean, you can't keep going up in cardio, but that's the only way it works. So yes. I, I would literally completely get rid of it. I'd get rid of cardio. And if you have to do cardio, go it like, so say you're separating them, do fasted cardio in the morning for 10 minutes 12 yeah 10 12 minutes of, of high and intensity maybe interval hi, exactly maybe high intensity interval training if you're going to the gym to do cardio do 25 minutes of cardio being 12 minutes on 12 minutes off so every other so for every minute your high intensity a minute of rest a minute of high intensity a minute of rest a minute of high intensity a minute of rest so half of that is so 12 of those minutes is running fast and then 12 of those minutes is catching your breath that's that's how I would do it optimally. If you want to be the optimal athlete, 
with the most cardiovascular training. That's how you do it. Otherwise, get off the steady state cardio. Nobody should be doing steady state cardio. Period. Beautiful. So, is it true that when you are eating and chewing down wholesome foods, you really should not be drinking water because it slows digestion? Mm-hmm. So, I've heard this before. I've never heard this. I've heard this in two different ways. So, I've heard if you eat and... So, think about it this way, right? Your stomach is a giant vat. It's this, this big container that all this food just fell into. Now your body secretes digestive enzymes and all these different little worker guys who are going to go in there and break down all the food. Now, what happens if you have now, let's say 50% more, oh, that shut down. Why did it shut down? It's powered down. What happened? Want to pause it? You want to? Just pause it at this point. Yeah, right. Our video shut down. Good job, Frank. No, but what the fuck? It's plugged in. (laughs) Okay, we're back. Right. You're going to lose a... Camera privileges soon. If you keep fucking up, dude. I don't know what the hell's going on with this, and it's turned towards me. Now we're good. Go ahead. Turn that up. Bada bing. Good. So yeah. where? What was the question? The question. So we're talking was, about water and how it dilutes digestion. Yes. Is it going to make it harder to digest? So if you think about your stomach being like this giant container, and you're pouring all this food in it, and it's capped out, and then now you're adding water to that, it's going to dilute the concentration of nutrients. I see, I see. Uh, So now your body has to sift through the water and, you know, do that, that type of thing. So I don't really know if that matters, to be honest. I've never had benefits or not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it as like a, like see, with, even if I knew this fact, even if I knew that, oh, it slows your digestive, digestive system down. If I'm eating and I become thirsty, I'm going to drink. Yeah. I'm going to drink the water. Yeah. Like this morning, I know I, was, I, was, I had the toast with the, the Ezekiel toast with the eggs and everything, mm-hmm. and I was really thirsty, and my water was uh, on the, in the living room. And I was like, at first, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to go get it. Like, I don't know why. I, just, I was just sitting there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, fuck, no. I'm like, I'm really thirsty. I need my water. So I'm going to get the water. I'm not going to not, I'm not going to deprive myself of water in that moment yeah. and be like, wait, wait two minutes until I'm done. I'm almost done. Almost done with my food. And then I could drink it because I'm thirsty. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to. Exactly. So, and this is uh, when a question is asked like that, that's when you're, you, in order to ask a question like that, I feel like you have to be so optimal all the time that you're like, how do I get the edge? How do I get the competitive advantage? It's just not worth it. So with that, there's no evidence. So what I'm saying would be completely anecdotal and might not help anybody. So through logic, you look at it and you say, okay, the concentration of food relative to area and space and volume of my stomach. Yeah. I guess it makes it less efficient, but like in what way, man, like what the calories in versus calories out, the, the materials, that, uh, the minerals that you're getting, the vitamins that you're getting, they all still count. Water doesn't neglect or negate anything. I, I think it's null. It would be pointless. pointless. And then, uh, the temperature of your water is one thing that I do believe in though. So just on a contrary, cause I've heard these two facts, um, cold water restricts it's a vasorestrictor so it takes veins and restricts them because we want to be warm homeostasis occurs at 98.6 degrees right so if you put in cold water it basically makes your stomach this like this no fly zone fuck you i'm just checking i'm just (laughs) checking the camera weird shit it's like uh everybody once it hits your stomach the whole wall of your stomach and all the veins that connect to your stomach the little capillaries shrink right up shrink and then you can't absorb anything or it's not connected to your stomach anymore um, and it takes a little while to heat up so your body has to maintain that 98.6 
So that might stunt digestion. The temperature yes. of your water. So hyper freezing 45 degree water might be a problem. You know, room temperature water, 70, uh, 60 degrees might be better. Um, yeah. That's the only time I feel like water could ever fuck it up. So this is a cool question. What would you consider an epic cheat meal in your world? Oh man, nachos, bruh. <laughs> okay, so nachos. Um, honestly, an epic cheat meal. If someone's like, I designed this perfect I have an nacho idea dish. Of what I'm it would thinking. be, it would be pita chips. Pita chips is the nachos, like those fucking hard ones, like the ones that are like drywall. Yeah, yeah I know. What you're yeah, <laughs> those, and then put like bison meat that was sautéed in butter, uh, guac, melt cheddar, on cheddar, top. pepper jack. And then the cheese sauce. The cheese the nacho sauce on nachos sauce? is yeah. so much better. Like, I, fuck. Wait, health. the Tostitos nacho cheese sauce? Like, I could, I could fuck with that. Those are my I could favorite. Fuck with that. I could do that. The yeah, because you got the cheese? chunks, like bell peppers in it and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'll take yeah. that. Because I don't know anything else. So, yeah, I'll do that. So, what pops into my and head when I think cream. of this, like, epic, it tasted fucking amazing, was when you and I made, uh, we made a dish. The quinoa pasta i'm kidding no no, no. <laughs> that was gross i tried eating that again it was fucking gross wait which one what are you talking Remember about the quinoa spaghetti we made it was quinoa angel hair and you're like why are you doing this in a frying pan I was oh like, yeah yeah i don't oh, know dude we I live just on the mashed edge. that up we mashed that <laughs> I was up like, i'm learning no no no, no, and no it was no, just this paste when we made it was like steak and then this beautiful gooey mac and cheese and oh. then um the rice ball. The rice ball yeah. with cheese in the middle. Beets. And beets. And so it was like, it's it not like what a- most people would think of as a cheap meal. But to me, it's like, okay, I got this beautiful steak that's sought the fucking glycerin and butter. And it's got beautiful seasoning crust on the outside. And the middle is perfectly red, right? Mm-hmm. Then I have this beautiful goop of mac and cheese with cheese hanging from every noodle, right? And a beautiful <laughs> breadcrumb crust on top. Yeah. And then, and then next to that is like these beets sautéed in olive oil with a beautiful seasoning, and then these rice balls with cheese in the middle. Like that's a meal that I would not eat if I'm, you know, tracking my macros or dieting. So technically, that's a cheat meal, right? That's what it's considered. But yeah. to most people, you say cheat meal, and it's like, yep, a box of Oreos and McDonald's. But to me, that's not you're missing out. That doesn't like make my mouth water. So I was talking to Jen about this. So we went to a, when we were at the, uh, oh, we were eating house. like shit at, no, no, we were oh, eating oh. like shit on vacation Oh yes. and we were at the buffets and she's like, oh, see, I could just eat sugary stuff all day. Like, like you talk about how you don't like Oreos and cakes and cookies. Like I love them. I'm like, why? Because for me, so, but then I, I found out why or figured out why someone <laughs> who first cooks, like you cook, you cook and I cook, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like when something is made with the least amount of ingredients possible and their whole ingredients, there's something good about that. Like I, I, I value that. Yes. So in my course. brain, as I eat it, I'm like, oh, this is good food coming in. Although maybe a combination of foods that I don't normally eat, this is good food. Mm-hmm. So when I see processed Oreos and I see cookies that are like Pillsbury cookies or whatever the hell, you know, Aunt Jemima, I'm like, that was made in a factory, just like disrespectfully, just like, it's <laughs> just, just giant I've bag never of heard fucking that dough <laughs> of a uh, flour and then like sugar bags and just like, oh, let's throw this emulsifier in there and all oh, the chocolate, uh, fuck it, chocolate. And they're just throwing it in and then it's just, pfft, pfft, chemi- it's just being pounded into shapes and like machines. It's so no one cares. You know, it's just like quality control measures and metal shit. And I, I, it doesn't appeal to me. And I'm like, yeah, it might taste good. It might hit the flavor profile. Well, it's the so sugar. Like, it's the sugar that makes so you cheap. like, Ooh. It's so cheap. It's so easy. 
And like to me, I I don't respect that. I'm like, fuck you. No, you're you're playing me as a fool right now. You're playing with my neurochemistry. Fuck you. Like, but if I, there was a chef who made his own cookie and it was made with like just this, he sourced the the flour because it's better when you roll it. And like he has reasons why he's doing it. And then there's like a there's a passion behind it. And like I know it's freshly baked. And each cookie it, was it would like literally rolled. probably be the best cookie you've ever had. In exactly. Life. And I'm like that would be a cookie that I could eat, but I don't come across those ever. So yeah. like it's not in part of my cheat meal thoughts so i don't like the sugary shit like that because i know most of it is always like that quick process stuff but like a, a thing and not like i said before like a giant burger or nachos with like bison meat like that would make me so happy i would be so much more attracted to that yep if you and i made this big burger uh, bison burger with like 50 percent uh beef and 50 percent bison so you get a little fat melt mozzarella on top saute mushrooms on top and onions and huge bun and then we cut up sweet potatoes and fry them or bake them with seasoning and garlic like that's a cheat meal but it's a fucking good cheat yeah it's you're cheating smart like i just don't like that self-sabotage like ben and jerry's man i'm like you know how many people eat ben and jerry's every day that's not a cheat meal you're just jumping into the life of a fat fuck you're just like kind (laughs) of like ah give me give me your your sadness I don't know. I don't like it. No, sorry, I guys. agree. I mean, yeah. when I when I read this question, it's sad because usually my cheat meal three, four, five years ago was like 7-Eleven, walk around and whatever catches your eye. Yes, peanut M&Ms, gummy bears, fucking cheat meal. And we, me and my friends, we would cheat meal. We would grab a bunch of shit and go watch a movie. And it was like the most fun. But it didn't feel fun at the end. Yeah, You felt fucked at the end. But now, when I read this question, I literally thought of that dish we made with the mac yeah. and cheese and the rice that balls. Was so good. I was like, wow, did I really just think of that as a cheat meal? But yeah, because it was yeah. fucking delicious. Because it has all the elements of what you relate to food with. And I think that's why, like, the old Italian, I don't know, you, you obviously do. Um, when you have, like, your grandparents who are so passionate about the food that they make and they serve it to the family and there's this, like, camaraderie around the table, they don't want sugar cookies and Oreos and bullshit like that. Imagine you they brought have homemade, 7-Eleven Oreos or something to the table. Swat that off hey, the table the and spank this? me with a belt. Literally. Dude, like, they come in with fresh pasta. Like, you could go to the store and buy pasta, right? You know that, right, Grandma? No, fuck you. I'm making my dough. I'm rolling this shit out individually. Every spaghetti was made by me. So it's funny you bring like, this up. That tastes better. It's funny you bring this up. I was talking to a coworker yesterday who's got a lot of uh, gut issues. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked we've talked shit about him on this Probably. podcast before. <laughs> not <laughs> shit, not shit. He's such a great guy. But just talked about his uh, digestive problems. He was telling me, here in America, he can't eat gluten. He fucking gets flame- inflamed and fired up and can't eat gluten. When he goes to Italy, he can eat all the pasta he wants. He tells me he does, he does not get a reaction when he goes to Italy. And why is that? It's because of the, the process of pasta here. It's not real pasta. It's, it's completely fake. So now he goes on Amazon. Let me pull it up in my notes. And he orders this flour from italy and he makes it he makes pasta himself and he can eat pasta now all of a sudden he's not gluten intolerant but it's not gluten he's intolerant to it's the shit that's mixed into it so organic organic soft flour from italy mm-hmm. he can eat it and if you go on amazon and you type in organic soft flour and you go through the reviews he was showing me every single review every single one there's like thousands people go i'm gluten intolerant but i can eat this I'm gluten intolerant, but I can eat this. And it's flour. There's gluten in it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible? I just learned that last people night. People aren't gluten intolerant. Organic soft flour. Yeah, no, people aren't gluten. Gluten intolerance is like autism. There's a spectrum. There just is. It's not, there's no clear cut dis- 
distinct like you are this there's no like left or right there's no you know eh, you're a couple shades this and a couple no it's like i'm gluten intolerant no you're not or yes you are but to a certain degree maybe it's this brand that has gluten in it but it's the gluten mixed with this other thing and those two in synergy have that problem you know it's just like you can't just blanket statement things and quit like be a little bit more diligent, you know, and that's good that he at least went out and mm-hmm. went out on a whim. And it's not expensive for a two point two pound bag. It was ten ninety nine. But is he question actually? Before I say anything, is sure. he in shape or any bit at all? Yeah, Does, he's in shape. He's in shape. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I'll, I'll regress. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll digress. Whatever the fuck they're called. So I'll just fuck off and not say. What anything. are some of your favorite fats, and when do you find the best time to take those? Favorite fats. Mm. I honestly want to say grass-fed steak fat, like literally on the side of it, the fat that's on a grass-fed steak, yeah. Yeah. Is my favorite I love it too. Fat. Caitlin always cuts it off and puts it on my plate and I'm just like, okay, Thanks. thank you. Love you. Yeah. I'm literally just like, <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'd say that or bone marrow. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I ate I the mean, bone marrow on my, my steak favorite. the other day from yeah. Stop and Shop and Caitlin was fucking like, ugh, I hate yeah. that. I'd say that's my favorite fat. Um, the bone marrow. Then the next, I'd when say. When it's like in there and you have to like suck it and it goes, <gasps> it goes right into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a little cylinder of just like yep. squish. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, best. the best. I love that. And then you, um, yeah, so that's probably the same thing that happens too when I do my, my uh, bone broth. Everything that comes to the top of the soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro. So good. It's just so savory. It's real. It's, you could tell like, how do you do your bone I broth? I made this. So I'll take uh, oxtail. I take uh, just... What the fuck is oxtail? Oxtail, it's like a... Tell me so you it's have like a real a, tail. It's a Caribbean... No, it's a... Well, so it's the spine continued, right? So if you think of it, it's all little vertebrae, mm-hmm. right? So in the middle is like a collagen type of like... Is it a spice though? Oxtail? No, no, no. Oxtail is the physical part of the the animal itself like it's it's the spine i know continued okay. so like so you actually have you're it eating pieces of the spine the ass part of the spine right mm. so where the tail is okay um and then in the middle is like this uh it's like a collagen really fatty and then it's just like almost looks like a cog bro just tell me how you make your fucking bone broth oh you said what the fuck is like an <laughs> yeah. oxtail and then it comes with meat on the side and it's really good okay okay, okay? so you throw those in there so they're perfect there's a lot of protein on it so i only it said that because i didn't know if it was like a term for a spice that you put in your bone broth no no you could have just said it's, it's a actual okay. so an take, actual oxtail so i take bones and i take oxtail and you take a fucking right. tail and then the bone is just like a femur sliced with a saw and yep. then in the middle is that goopy white happiness that we call bone marrow right and then that when you boil it in chicken broth I, i'll do it in chicken broth so i'll pour a lot of chicken broth into a a giant uh fucking po- uh, pot put all the meat in there as well sometimes i'll have ribs whatever is on sale that day like i'll just chuck any bone thing in there but i make sure i get the oxtails and i make sure that i get the bone with the marrow in it because the marrow is the only reason why i'm doing it right so then I put uh, chopped up celery, chopped up onions, chopped up uh, carrots, and then maybe a squashed tomato, like a smashed uh, tomato. Uh, then sometimes my mom used to make it this way. That's how I learned it initially. She used to put like beef bouillon cubes in it. Mm-hmm. It's like that concentrated beef flavor, which is good. But like, I, I just don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I'm not putting it in there. So you do like turmeric. I put turmeric, MCT oil, butter, and black pepper, salt, and I'll just let that boil for a while over the course of six hours and then let it sit overnight and then the next day the fat rises to the top 
And it's just, oh, dude, my mom used to get rid of it. She used to get rid of it. But back in the day, she'd be like, ew, fat, that's bad. Like, oh, yeah, that is course. literally the thing you're doing this for. And you're like, fuck that. Throwing <laughs> it in the garbage. So uh, that's how you make bone broth, guys. Okay. Um, and that's like one of the healthiest things you could have to put in your body. One more question. That's it? That's all you got? No, there's a lot more, but I don't know. do you want to do one more? I, I want to keep going. Let's go. Okay. I like this. How much water should one drink a day? Depending on your body weight, but for the most part, I'll say half gallon to a gallon, depending on your activity levels. I mean, it's a very general question. Yeah. Someone like me, let's say 210 pound, 215 pound guy, right? I work out. I have a high muscle mass concentration. I'd say I drink about two of my Yetis a day. At least that's a gallon. A gallon about, yeah. So I'm drinking a gallon and with like a kombucha or something else, yeah, it's about a gallon. And okay. then if you're a female, looking at three quarters of a gallon, half a gallon in that realm. A lot of it happens early in the morning, though, with me. Like, immediately I slam, like, a liter of water. And then after that, it kind of tapers off. And then I work out a lot and then tapers off. Because I noticed that night I used to drink a lot and I'd wake up in the middle of the night having to pee and it fucks up my sleep, which becomes actually a problem. So I'd rather be dehydrated than sleep. Okay. <laughs> um, is it better to eat your carbs around the workout? Yes. And fat furthest from training? Fuck yeah. Who told her that? I don't know. I like that a lot. It's we my tell. philosophy song. No, if anyone ever asked me, like, oh, when should I have my carbs? That's exactly yeah, what I Right said. after the workout. Yeah, like if, if it's like, it's the, you attract the carbs around So your remember workout. when you and I went hiking? Yeah. And the burger we ate after? Yeah. So Frank and I took this hike uh, a couple months ago. We were just, we were hiking for hours, mm-hmm. right? It was a whole day. We brought some food, but just, it was like a little snack, cookies. right? Protein yeah. cookies. Yeah, exactly. So we really didn't eat all day. We had breakfast before we went and then a couple protein cookies. So anyway, we hiked, we exerted a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And after the hike was over, we got back to the car and we drove for an hour. We stopped at a burger joint and we both got these massive burgers with sweet potato fries. We finished the entire thing. And literally looked at each other and said, dude, I don't even, I didn't even feel that. You know, we're like, we were both just in shock of how quick our bodies absorbed it. And it's just gone. Like usually when you eat a burger and fries, you'll feel it in your stomach and you'll be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm full. Or even if you're not like extremely full, you'll still feel it and be like, okay, that was, I'm good. And it was an elk burger. I felt nothing. Which was cool. Nothing. And I know you felt nothing either. And what it was is that after a workout. That was weird, right? My pen made a farting noise. <laughs> After a workout, or for us, for our sake, the hike, mm-hmm. we're so depleted that our our muscles just pull sugar straight from our bloodstream fast. Mm-hmm. The harder the workout, the faster they pull sugar. So if you're if you are to eat carbs specifically after a workout or after some strenuous uh, activity, your muscles are going to pull those the sugars from your blood right away and use them to recover yeah like they bypass insulin yeah they're just Basically. like no we'll i mean it was this. so quick we it was we as need. i finished the burger yeah. it was gone in me like i didn't feel it yeah that was fucking incredible i'll never forget that that was yeah that was really it was because what was it like eight nine hours before we ate again yeah you know? so i had the protein cookie midday so i had a little bit of satiation but like but you it. were you went for, you had like salmon and rice and goat cheese in my car on the way there that was on the way there though yeah. that was in the morning that's like, like all i remember you eating and then you had like maybe a protein bar you had one of those uh, both... RX bars. Oh, yeah. Because oh, you yeah. brought those and I brought a protein cookie. And then after that, we're like, dude, I'm dying. I'm starving. And then we just slammed those burgers. They and disappeared. Gone. 
Yeah, then you got a milkshake. You got an organic milkshake. Yes, that's the only reason I got it. Because on the menu, yeah. all the milk they use and the sugar and everything was all organic and real. Like there was a, it wasn't like a Wendy's frosting. Yeah, it was Bear Burger we went to, by the way. Yeah, which Bear is Burger. Awesome. It was my yeah. first time there, actually. Really good. Really, oh, I yeah. love it. Very low portions, very expensive, but you get what you pay for. You know, like it's quality shit. You feel like, all right, yeah, I didn't. Well, exactly. Let's say I have organic milkshakes. Yeah. You know, no, I like that a lot. And then the second part of the question was. Uh, and so, fat yeah. the furthest from training. Yeah. So basically, I mean, it doesn't have to so be to the kind furthest. of explain it a little bit. It should be furthest as in it's just not. It's priority later. It's not priority yeah. pre workout or post workout. Priority should be carbs. If you're doing high resistance training, pre workout, post workout should be where your carbs go. Um, you could have sugar in and around that period. So if you really have the sweet tooth and you want to get things done, yeah, you want to get things in that are sugary and sweet. You know, and that's the way that you'll keep your spirits up about your eating and your training, and that's going to help you continue. Fucking do it, man. Pre-workout, if you want to have something sweet, go for it. But, you know, be smart with what you have. Uh, I like to do honey and Greek yogurt pre-workout. I think that's been one of my favorite. Um, you get the immediate sugar. You get the the protein, and it helps, like, for muscle breakdown during your workout. And it's a probiotic if you need that. But uh, other than that, that's usually my pre and then post-workout is when you take in, that's when you could have your cheat meal or like whatever you want to call it, that, that fun meal. So if you leave like one meal a day where you have whole wheat pasta and you want to have like a mac and cheese dish and you do whole wheat pasta with feta cheese and maybe goat cheese, mix those two together and then avocado mayo. And then just basically feels like, it's like, uh, what's that? Fettuccine Alfredo. It's like our Alfredo sauce. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you could just have that and it would taste phenomenal. And then you put like, bison ground bison in it or ground beef or uh, chopped up grilled chicken inside of that and that could be your post-workout meal and it would actually work you know and that sounds delicious yeah people don't understand yeah right (laughs) for real i didn't work out at all today so i'm I'm low carb today yeah are you going later no no no, you can't no i'm loaded today i needed i needed this because so i started olympic lifting and i'm already getting olympic I issues. saw you guys were at the gym with uh, Joe and Amanda, who were supposed yeah. to hang out with me, and completely ditched me and hung out with you. No, you guys hung out. But that's okay. Didn't you? No, they did. They hung out with you. They fucking ditched me and hung out with you. We'll talk about that after. But I, no, no, no. We're gonna talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all right. So we were doing Olympic lifting and like my <laughs> yeah, I bet you uh, were. doing power cleans. I'm doing power cleans. Uh-huh. And Tell like, me more. I'd love to hear. My, <laughs> I can't catch a barbell in a front squat. <laughs> you look so stupid when you I do it. I look so dumb. You look dude. so dumb. I have. I finally be got completely it, honest. You yeah, look so it. bad. And I'm not like I look. I don't. I, don't I can't do it either. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so mechanical that like doing that like finesse with a barbell. That little jump, like, right? The hit. That jump. The... I'm like, all right, so what do we do now? As it's in the air, like, oh. You just, you're like, oh, I know, I know I'm supposed to move my feet up and down. So just yeah. move your feet up and down for no reason. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, that's it. I got it. Um, but yeah. You'll have to I, put I a suck. video of you doing it on your Insta story for people to see. I definitely will. I have one. So yeah. I'll throw it's it on there for you guys. I'm getting better though, so I'm, I mean, I bet you are because you've been practicing. It's getting less funny, and plus you have Jen to help you. Jen and is she's a so good. Animal, Yo, she dude. is so good. At she got it. offered a job mind. already at Lifetime. She started going to Lifetime Fitness for two days, and they I, I, I'm immediately think they're asked, just hiring fucking everybody. Yeah, right. Because like, same with me. You walk in and it's like, hey, you want a job? You're like, wow, you look good at what you do. Are you? you yeah. You, you yeah. Do you this? in? Yeah. So <laughs> she got offered a job, Olympic training. And she's like, well, can't because I got school and shit. And like being and a, nurse, she's a like, full-time nurse. Fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, it is what it is. You know, yeah. that's a great compliment, I guess. Exactly. But, uh, so I hurt my shoulder doing that. Oh, did you? Because I'm catching it. So it's, I'm good now. I'm doing, I'm really good at the bottom part. So that awkward part go. is gone. But now go. the awkward part is when I catch it at the top, you're supposed to catch it by throwing your elbows really far forward and catching it like on your traps and your clavicle mm-hmm. area. Right. And I just can't get the elbows up like that. It just doesn't, my lats are tight. Like there's just, I can't. I have that problem it. too when I front squat. This doesn't happen. Yeah, so, I have to, yeah, I have to tuck, and I can't do that obviously. So I catch it like vertically, but I'm catching 135 pounds like this, and then it's like straining on my delt. Yep. over here on the joint, and like I started feeling pain here, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna take the day off. Let's be smart about this. Like, don't compound injuries for something you don't really care about. Oh, you gotta do stretch, bro. Stretch and then work out. Yeah, totally. Static too. Static is the best. Don't. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I know people are like, wait, really? No, static stretching is horrible. Don't do it. And that would be stretching like you're pushing. You're pushing your muscle through a range of motion that you can't get to on your own. That's not good. Don't do that. Anyway. Um. One more question. That's it. Yeah, we'll do one and we'll wrap this bitch up. No, there is one more question. Oh well. (laughs) There you go. Fucking destiny. What is a good book that you would recommend, not just for dieting, but training to switch it up every couple of weeks? Is there a guideline or something that you would recommend to someone that's not as in tune with changes as far as striving to get that lean or physique as summer comes around? Reps. I wish whoever this was would structure their senses a little better. It's all <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. So I got what she said. She wants a book that's going to help her calm her fucking crazy ass brain down she's, she's such an overachiever i love her she's a great spirit she's probably get shit done too um i would say the but is that encycl- a book or is that programming it's programming it's programming but she's saying book i would say the encyclopedia of of bodybuilding by, by arnold. arnold schwarzenegger it's just a, a good book. it's a good reference for workouts like it's just it is it's just basic yeah so there's like no tricks there's no buy this nothing it's just basic it's just, bodybuilding yeah it is literally an encyclopedia for exercise so yeah. if you're doing resistance training it'll break down everything for you and you see it and then you have to create the program to include those workouts so mm-hmm. if you're like oh i want to do a quad dominating workout and i keep doing squats with my heels elevated and that's all i know well, go into the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding and you'll see yeah. all the quad workouts and, and then that'll help you. if you're someone who does not want to do all that research, you could DM Frank or, and, or I and we could help you with a program with uh, the company that we work with, MAPS mm-hmm. Programs. Um, we have this question asked for lean physique. We have a performance program or an aesthetics program. Anabolic. Anabolic program. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the best for everybody. I looked at that one. Anabolic? Like, Anabolic's a starter. It, it's a starter, You start with perfect. the anabolic, and then you go to uh, anabolic something, and then aesthetics. And there's performance, no? Anabolic performance and aesthetics? I'm pretty sure. I, I think so. I could be wrong, but it doesn't really it's matter. It's something like that. We're getting everyone started on anabolic, though, because that's... I feel like that's a great way 100%. to start. If you're someone who's familiar with a gym, but like... Exactly. Like anabolic program. would be the best program And then we have with. starter for people who are literally just starting like yeah. where the garage lip for you to get in. And then from there you would go anabolic and then. Yeah. So for her, I'd put her on definitely anabolic. Anabolic. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cause she needs structure. She's scatterbrained right now. Yeah. So programming. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah. So, but as for a book, book, I don't know. A book, book. Encyclopedia. Oh, encyclopedia like, so. I don't have anything else. Maxwell Gavir's, uh, genius foods. That's yeah, but a, not for dieting. I know that's, those are the only two books that I know because everything else has been, uh, directly from a yeah. certification, science daily, dot, science dot org. daily trial and error, and you know, 
social media inputs here and there from people and it's just there's no book that's just going to teach you everything you need to teach yourself how you feel it wraps up to what we were saying in the beginning how you take a little piece from everything and use it 10 percent of this 10 percent of that there's not just one book where it's like this is it i found out how to do life Mm -hmm. i found out how to structure all my workouts for the rest of my life like no you change things change your schedule change you need to take what you learned here and take what you learned here and then use it and then maybe in a year those things aren't aren't useful anymore Mm -hmm. and you grab two more things that you learn so it's not a yeah there's not an end destination there's not a set goal like oh that's it no more water when i eat you know you have to you do have to learn how to read your own body Mm-hmm. And, and, and go with the flow of yeah listen to yourself and how you feel what you enjoy what works what doesn't work there's no even reaching out to us and some answers we might give might not be the answers for you yeah like some people you know, like I'm not gonna sit up. here and say everything i say is follow it to the t yeah like you wake up early and you go to the gym yeah i'd lose my fucking mind i couldn't do it i'd be like i have so much more potential later in the day like my body is just yeah, so much I stronger could, later though. i could at some point and i would adapt and i know how my body would at some point adapt but right now it just doesn't make sense to do that mm-hmm. right i have a job and i'd rather not wake up early and crank it and then go do the job and then later i have really nothing to do with that time yeah like i like spending that time working out so my schedule has its own preferences so for me it might not be you gotta wake up at 5 a.m you do your cardio this is how someone who really wants results gets it done no it's not fuck face it's work smart work smart if you could allocate the time that you want that works for you you do that that's good enough now optimize that at some point like go through your day-to-day find the kinks find the inefficiencies work on those no one has the answer you find the answer for yourself through other people's answers and you form your own opinion and your own regimen. And that's how you'll get it done. Uh, as for books, no one's going to teach you anything. Because then you'll still have questions after the book anyway. So you got to keep fulfilling that thirst. And I would go online, Google all your questions, get a common census, apply some of the things that sound the most logical, see how that works, give it a week, and then continue that forever. Yes, beautiful. Um, so with that, we're wrapping it up. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Minds Podcast. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, like we said before, check out neuroroast.com. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a URL. It's neuroroast. So N-E-U-R-O-A-S-T. Yes. Dot com. N-E-U roast. Yeah, new roast. Code Young Minds at checkout. You'll get a nice little discount. And then tell us how you like the coffee too because we'd like to... Yeah, speak about it and get reviews definitely. You know? definitely i know how i like it and you know how you like it but i want to hear your guys opinions hell yeah and if you'd like you could always rate us and give us some stars on itunes <laughs> it's been a little while guys you guys are uh, sleeping on us so hit me with a star thing let yeah, us know yeah i haven't, still I haven't checked the ratings in a while we're trying to Did check we get on, anything we have but no one's writing anything so just oh, give so they're us hitting some, the stars but yeah. they're not writing the comment yeah. of like what they think exactly so we appreciate the stars but like you guys are so lazy Thanks. Oh shit! <laughs> he's calling you out. Tell him he's not that you're not lazy. This way, we could credit this episode for your uh, review. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know that it was this episode that made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That prompted a review. All righty, guys. Toodles. Bye. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs>